Welcome to Spot on Safety, the program designed for safety professionals. Spot on Safety is brought to you by iWorkWise, providing safety knowledge when you need it. For more information about iWorkWise, go to iWorkWise.com. It's time for Spot on Safety, Episode 30, OSHA 300 Reporting, with your hosts, Amy Does and Dan Smiley. Good morning, Amy. Hi, Dan. Today, we're going to be talking about OSHA reporting requirements, or the OSHA 300. What do we have to say about that? Well, the reason I kind of wanted to cover this today, Dan, and... and uh... This will probably be a very short episode, but it's timely. Um, there's a deadline that's coming right up. Uh, so let's back up a little bit and talk about what, what you're required to do for, for OSHA recording of injuries and reporting. So OSHA has a series of forms um, called the 300 series. And on an OSHA 300, you write in your recordable accidents. So accidents that or injuries, I guess injuries or illnesses would be the best way to put it that meet a certain criteria. And they, they say in the uh, in the form itself and in the instructions, it'll say what that criteria is. So you record the accidents that happened at your workplace that year. Um, at the end of the year, you summarize it on OSHA 300A, and you have that summary data, and you post it from February 1st to April 30th every year. And then for each accident that you've logged on your 300 log, there's a 301 form, and that form is detailed information about each of those injuries or illnesses. So most people um, don't use a 301. You're allowed to use a substitute form as long as it has the same information. So you could use an accident report, for example, instead of the 301. So most people are keeping these OSHA 300s and then doing the 300A at the end of the year and then posting it from February through April. So that's how it's been forever. Um, used to be the OSHA 200, and they upgraded to the 300. And so there's been some there changes, but it's basically just been this same recording scenario, um, no matter what the form's called. Well, that changed um, a little while ago, and what they've decided to do now is require employers to enter the information from their logs onto a dedicated OSHA website. So the intention is, is to make that information public. So it won't have the names of the employees or anything, but it'll have the data about your accidents and the, the, how, how many accidents you've had at every workplace that you, you have within your company. So they're doing this on purpose. They want that data to be public. There's a little bit of a shame element to it. So it's not aggregated. I'm not looking at general information. I can look up your company name and see your accidents. Yeah, you can look up, you can find out how safe basically each of your facilities is, even if you aren't employed at the facility. It's not private anymore. So it used to be that you just had these logs and when OSHA came in to do an inspection, they would look them over and you're required to make the recordings and dot all the I's and cross the T's on the form and everything, but they would just reside at your facility, and you'd keep them for five years plus the year you're working on. Well, now you're posting that information. So that that, that information um, 
will be on their website. So employers are required to do some data entry. It's There are some exceptions for certain um, NAICS codes and whatnot. Not every employer has to do it, but basically most of the ones we work for um, who are in manufacturing, um, including vessels and shipboard operations, are going to have to do this. So OSHA required that this be in place in July of 2017, but the requirement kind of uh, outstretched OSHA's capacity. They didn't have the website ready. And then there's been a lot of political changes in the country in the past year as well as with regulations and what's coming out. So basically it was first required to ha- for for people to enter this information by July and then it got extended and it was it turned into December 1st that you had to enter your information for 2016 by December 1st, 2017. So is the website up and running now? Yep. Now the website's up and running, and there's one more delay. So now the new date is December 15th, 2017. So basically people have a couple weeks to get their accident data inputted into the OSHA website in order to be compliant. So this time's for real. OSHA um, is said that they're sticking with this date there's still the political upheaval like this whole thing could change again but um this date is coming right up and people pretty much need to get their information in there in the next couple weeks so this is this well understood by employers or is this going to be news to some people oh it's going to be it's going to be total news to some people and then other people have been waiting like as these dates get kicked down the road um and ultimately waiting to see if this whole thing gets canceled um, so it looks like this date is close enough. It doesn't look like it's getting canceled at the moment. So there's going to be a window here where you're going to need to have your information up. So, um, for the next two weeks here before the holidays, uh, you got an extra task to do and you need to get your information onto the OSHA website and enter your facility injury data on that site. Well, we'll push this episode out quickly so that people can get some of this information. Yeah, you bet. And then we'll uh, kind of try to let people know. But if you're listening to the podcast after December 15th, I mean, uh, you just need to get it in there. So even if you miss the date, get it up as soon as you can and uh, and try to avoid those problems. Okay, great. Thanks for the update, Amy. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Spot on Safety. If you would like to ask a question or leave a comment, you can email us. The address is spotonsafety at iworkwise.com. 